It's a lullaby that we all know. Rock-a-bye, baby, in the treetop. When the wind blows, the cradle will rock. When the bow breaks, the cradle will fall. And down will come, baby, cradle and all. It worked. <laughs> sometimes it does, and sometimes it doesn't, as all the mothers here can surely attest. But mothers have sung that song to their children for years in order to put them to sleep. Now, Jesus doesn't say it explicitly in today's Gospel text from Luke 21, but he definitely implies it. He implies that the world in which we live sings us a kind of lullaby each and every day for the purpose of putting us to sleep, spiritually speaking. And so he warns us in this gospel, beware that your hearts do not become drowsy because of your listening to this lullaby from carousing and drunkenness and the anxieties of daily life and that day catch you by surprise like a trap. Now the day he's referring to here is, of course, the day of judgment. The day that we see him face to face and have to give him an account of our life here on earth. St. Paul intercedes for the Thessalonians in today's second reading, praying that they will be ready for that decisive day in their future. But in a certain sense, he also prayed these words 2,000 years ago for all of us, for all believers. May the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all, just as we have for you, so as to strengthen your hearts, to be blameless in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all his holy ones. Satan obviously doesn't want us to be ready. He doesn't want us to be properly prepared for the coming of the Lord. He wants us, in other words, to be asleep. And what's it mean to be asleep? What does it mean to be asleep, spiritually speaking? Well, basically, it means to be caught up in ourselves, in our own desires, in our own wants, in the pleasures and concerns of earthly life, to be distracted from what's really important, First and foremost, the state of our souls. That's what Satan wants. And so through his agents in the world, and there are many of them out there these days, he sings us what might be called his rockabye Christian lullaby. It's not a song that we hear with our physical ears. Understand that. But it's definitely a tune that's in the background of so much that we see and hear on a daily basis. And sad to say, 
It seems to be working with many, with all too many. Tragic as it may be, Satan's lullaby, which might also be called the world's lullaby, seems to be having its desired effect not only on the pagans out there, but also on many professed believers in Jesus Christ. Think for a moment of some of the areas of life where many Christians seem right now to be asleep. They're totally oblivious to what's going on and the urgency of what they need to do in response to what's going on. Every year at this time, for example, the so-called Christmas Wars begin. Men and women throughout the United States are more than happy to make a buck off of Jesus' birthday. They don't have any problem with that. But a significant number of them don't want to acknowledge that he even existed. You know the story. I don't have to go into great detail here. Your employer commands you to say, Happy Holidays, instead of Merry Christmas. Funny, isn't it, how freedom of speech goes out the window when Christians are involved? The smut dealers of the world, oh, they can say and do whatever they want. The ACLU is right there, but not us. Speaking of the ACLU, they sue a town. This happens over and over again. They sue a town for allowing a crash scene on public property. But they totally ignore the menorah and the Islamic star and crescent that's present on the same property. Children are told they cannot sing Christmas carols in their public school. But in the name of diversity and tolerance, they're forced to study Islam and Judaism in one of their classes. The list, of course, goes on and on. And unfortunately, tragically, many Christians are totally passive in the face of all this. They do nothing and they say nothing, as their Savior is slandered. And their freedom of religion is undermined. They're asleep. Rockabye Christian. The very fact that the Supreme Court of the United States of America has had to deal with a case on partial birth abortion in recent weeks a case, incidentally, that they will be deciding on in the next few days. The very fact that they've had to deal with this case shows how asleep many Americans are right now when it comes to issues regarding the sanctity of human life. You mean we cannot figure out that it's wrong to kill a baby when everything but the child's head has come out of the mother's womb. You mean to tell me we need nine judges, nine justices of our highest court to tell us whether that's right or wrong? What has happened to us? Satan's lullaby has really worked relative to that one. And it's working more and more with respect to issues concerning the family. 
the traditional nuclear family. Where, for example, is the united Christian response, the united Christian opposition to so-called gay marriage? Now, we need to understand, as Catholics, we are to love everyone, regardless of their sexual orientation. It's not a sin to have same-sex attraction. What is sinful is the activity associated with it. Just as premarital heterosexual sex and extramarital heterosexual sex is sinful. It's in the same category. But we are not to support the activity. And certainly we aren't to support gay marriage, which affects and harms the nuclear family. Believe me, that issue would not stand a chance if professed Christians made their politicians accountable for the position they took on the issue. But we don't make them accountable. In fact, we totally ignore it, and we vote in people who support it. And how many Christians are remaining silent right now as the gay agenda and the gay lifestyle are being promoted more and more, especially in our schools. It's gotten so bad that even Walmart is now on board. Did you know that Walmart recently joined the National Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce and has agreed to support that group, that organization, financially? Think about that as you do your Christmas shopping this year. Believe it or not, one way to show that you're not asleep is by the way you shop, especially during this season. I don't know about you, but I have heard a lot lately about marriages breaking up, more than usual. And some of them I officiated at, which really cuts me to the heart. I feel terrible. But as I hear this kind of news, and so much of it lately, I am reminded of how asleep many people are when it comes to the issue of premarital cohabitation, living together, which became fashionable in the 1960s and is extremely common today, even among Catholic couples. Well, here's another did you know. Did you know that couples who live together before marriage have a 50% higher divorce rate as compared to couples who do not cohabitate before the wedding? Most people don't know that. And I'm quite certain that Satan in hell is ecstatic that a lot of people don't know that. And 60% of those who live together before marriage never even make it to the altar. Without question, the statistics tell the story. Just on the practical level alone, forget the religious dimension of it, just on the practical level alone, cohabitation is not a good idea. But obviously many young Christians today are sound asleep when it comes to recognizing its danger. Rock. Abide, Christian, faithful and true. Just listen to me, I'm in it for you. 
Forget about Christ, come under my spell, and someday you'll join me forever in hell. That little lullaby is sung every day to us. It's in the background of so much that we experience. A lot of issues, many different situations, including the ones I mentioned in this homily. But in the midst of all of this, there is some good news. In fact, there's always good news for Christians. The good news is that we, as Catholics, have the knowledge and the power available to us in Christ to resist the promptings of that lullaby. The knowledge comes through scripture and the catechism. The power comes through prayer and the sacraments, especially the Eucharist. Knowledge and power, knowledge and grace can keep us awake. They can keep us from nodding off and falling into serious sin like so many do today. You could say that they are the spiritual equivalent of that product on the market known as no-dose. May this Advent season be a time for all of us to grow in knowledge and in power so that we will wake up if we're not awake already and so that we will stay awake until the day, the day that we meet Jesus Christ personally, face to face.